Welcome to Gamers of the Lost Ark, your place for deep delves into specific games and the amazing emotions they bring forth. With me, the host, Ryan, and my guest this week, the amazing Primark. Welcome, mate. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries, man, no worries. So... This week, of course, if anybody is this is your first time listening or anything like that, this is my brand new podcast in which I break down a specific game with someone who absolutely adores and loves it. So this week I am joined by Primark for the first time. I'm sure he'll be back on the podcast again at some point, but we will be breaking down Spider-Man PS4. So Primark, um, it's pretty loose, mate. I've just like, you know, you listen to mine and choose and uh, just going to bowl through basically and just go through all of your favourite thoughts, emotions, feelings and stuff about the game. And yeah, so when you're ready, mate, you start uh, just firing out of all those notes you've written, mate. Yeah, so first thing I have is the first experience, obviously, was pretty early in... It was very early into... Since when I got into gaming, which mm -hmm. I had my Xbox, I was still learning about the gaming industry, all the games discovering stuff. And on YouTube, there was always this, uh, these videos pop popping up, like upcoming game trailers and all of that. Yes, so yeah. I used to watch all of those. And in that trailers, like Death Stranding, God of War and Spider-Man. Nice. That one feeling I had while watching the Spider-Man trailer was like, this is some sort of cinematic trailer mm -hmm. or some exaggerated trailer. This is not how the game is actually <laughs> Yep. But the, because I think that was around 2016 uh, when I saw the first reveal trailer. So 2017 E3 and the, they showed the actual game gameplay and it was realized yep. from the reveal trailer, all that crazy things. Yeah, I can't remember. I I can't remember exactly what gameplay they first showed. But did they? They didn't show the start, did they? Where he jumps out the window. No, no. That's because that's that's just for the first tower thing. Yes, that's it. You you were up in the. He was up in like cranes, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Or something. Yeah. Oh man, so so good. Yeah. Such a fantastic game. I from remembering the trailer in all of the playthroughs I've done, a lot of them, not a lot of them I've done, but in every single one of them. Uh, the first part of the mission from the beginning of, of the trailer every single time I played exactly as in the trailer yeah nice That's <laughs> what, uh, it, I don't know it makes me feel nostalgic yeah definitely definitely um, I, I of course this I played quite a bit of Destiny when I, was, when I spoke to um, Chewdog last week uh, but this particularly Spider-Man PS4 is, is a game that's just massive for me I think it's possibly one of the most underrated games of all time because I, I believe it's right up there with the likes of God of War and and games like that but it just I, I guess because it was almost around the same time it was really difficult for it to sort of break through because it had Red Dead in the same year and stuff like that but absolutely one of the best years for gaming yep stellar but i i have to i have to say that that my uh possibly my my favorite memory of it or all of it is is that first part where he jumps out the window and like the only thing that got me thinking of it is when you said about it being cinematic because i remember thinking like oh this is cinematic and they just said press r2 and i was like no way no way <laughs> It was uh, the freedom you felt in that. The closest thing before that was I played Arkham Knight, but that still has a, some limitations of grapple and how far you can. Yeah. But yeah. you can just swing anywhere you want. Yep. And it's so effortless as well. It's so it's so perfectly Spider-Man. Like the second that you jump out that window and start that game, which by the way is possibly the best opening to a game I've ever played, but the. I, I think that just that that moment you swing for the first time and you and you glide around is just I've never felt more like apart from maybe God of War where I've never felt more like the person they're trying trying to make me be like I've never felt more like the weight of the swing in the like smoothness of it but you also had like he's so dexterous and stuff because it's, it's it would have been so easy for them to 
have made it like a, a more simple emotion, uh, uh, not emotion, or more simple um, animation or anything like that. But they just made it so, so beautiful and so, so like dynamic. And it just, there's, there isn't a game. And I know it's like one of those things that I think probably will be said a couple of times during this podcast, but like it just makes you feel like Spider-Man the second you do it. And that is just like, like I can't overstate for anybody who's listening as well. I, I will, I will quickly say that we will be going into spoiler territory. So if you've listened up to this point, back out now if you haven't played spider-man ps4 do not continue to listen to listening to this podcast but please come back when you have and you know go through the nostalgia with me and primark because man this game is utterly fantastic but carry on primark carry on yeah and like in the opening you start swinging and then the helicopter goes overhead and i tried to like catch up to the helicopter maybe go above the helicopter or mm. there were police uh, police cars going to where you were going so i tried to land on them and kind of take the ride with them which is yeah it's fun you are exploring so much that's being shown to you which you've never had this much of concentration of a new experience so you just try to explore and have a lot of fun time and make memories yeah for sure and that's and that's where like the like you say that you turn that first corner and you and you beat there's the police below you there's a helicopter above you and you're swinging towards this area and, and they start the game with with a brilliant moment of they throw you straight into the emotion of it they throw you straight into the emotion of living that double life because peter looks down at his bill he needs to go and pay his rent and he doesn't bother paying his rent and he puts on his spider-man outfit because the police report comes through and he jumps out the window and off you go and it's just cool that they start it off so perfectly like that like he's just trying to grab toast he's just trying to get out of there he's just trying to like he's trying to live a normal human life at the same time as being the person that saves the day yeah, because it's a very contrast to usual superheroes like what you would compare spider-man to as a normal person is there are not a there are aren't a lot of heroes like that like no. even in marvel itself you've got iron man he has a big suit and billions of dollars to spend on it yep. batman if you could compare he has again the same thing but much more organized or something mm-hmm. spider-man gives you the feeling that he's just a person going through life yeah he's not able to deal with everything perfectly he's making mistakes like people would do and that re- makes you relate to him oh for sure yeah relatability i think is the biggest thing with spider-man and why he's so popular is because he is that every guy that you know that you're you're a kid at high school and you know you almost want to chuck your you could chuck your school bag off and just swing away like and all that is just that amazing fantasy yeah. but but also walks that fine line of, of you know, he has these people around him, these people that love him, and, and he does have such a relatable, I'm just a kid from from New York, like, you know, and, and that's something that just attaches you immediately to the character. And, and Insomniac just, I think, so brilliantly played the whole thing through, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but they were just absolutely fantastic in the way that they told that. Um, the, you know, because the, the, the key to... And I think there's a slight element of it in Batman, but nowhere near to the same degree where every every single good Spider-Man movie is the difference between... It, it, like, it's the balance between the humanity and the superhero. It's the... It's the, the 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 how much of it do you spend as Peter Parker and how much do you spend of it as Spider Man? Because they are so much, they are so different characters as well. Even though they're the same person, it's just amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, the next part I was the yeah. uh, experience of actually getting the game. So I eventually got the PS4 before the game came out. I think I got it around twenty seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. So. I was really excited and got, ordered the collector's edition, but where I live in India, it's not a big priority for game countries. Uh, I mean, sorry, for game companies. Yes, so okay. So, the collector's edition was delayed, so the store gave uh, me a regular disc to play the game. And I put it to download overnight. And then, I, it's like a fever dream. I played it for 32 hours. Jeez, well, just straight from the off. Yep, that's mad. That's so cool. You finished it in one sitting. Man, that's crazy. Even now, I'm like, 
I did that. I played a game for 32 hours. Man, that's crazy. I play games now for a long time and I like doing it, but I've I haven't done that with any other game. No. Which is a testament, I guess, to how how much of a you know you caught the bug of it, you know, because it really is just not not only is the story so brilliant, but it's so effortlessly cool and fun to yeah. to go through. Um, but yeah, so so let's just just quickly stop off of that Primark because you know I, I can't I can't move swiftly on and not talk about the fact that you played it for thirty two hours straight. So, yeah. what like obviously you how, how did you feel afterwards? I it was a bit weird because I had just had this amazing experience. I was I was just sitting there just digesting the story and everything that had happened. But I still wanted to get back in the world and 100% return. <laughs> yeah. Find all those backpacks. <laughs> but it was a good... It, it, well, do you think that because I, I weirdly enough i had a friend that's that played through nearly the entire storyline um and, and i think a little bit less than that it was more like 20 hours but he really went for it like stayed up all night the first night and then, like i think he went to work the next day but then just went straight home and played the rest of it and stuff that he just sat down really caned it and to be fair when i played it i did play it in like sort of four hour increments and i got through it pretty quickly and it's just it, i think it's it's like an extremely like addictive game if, especially for a, a first per, uh, for, for a third person like narrative game you know yeah i mean not a lot of other games you can maybe stop you can put this down but this has that bug that you instantly catches you you just want to just one more mission one more mission and you can't stop mm -hmm. and it's cool because one of the things that that I I happened to have got I got I can't remember whether I stole my copy or what I'd done at the time, but I've got a new copy now for when I get a PlayStation Five. I've got the Miles Morales and both of them together, which I'm sure we'll do a Miles Morales uh, podcast as well at some point, Primark. But yeah, it it was just it, like it was one of those games where I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this installed a bit like keeping GTA installed or just to just drive around Los Santos. Like you almost want to keep Spider-Man in, installed just to be like, oh, I just want to just quickly have like a, a nice relaxing swing around and, you know, deal with. That's how I had most of my playthroughs, multiple playthroughs. I think mm. It's a very relaxing game and you don't have to fully focus on it to play it. I just have some music on and just play it and it's a very relaxing experience. Yeah, nice. Okay, so what else have you got written down in Primark? Obviously, you had the uh, the hefty session there. Yeah, and uh, one of the story parts now we I mm. like to talk about was when starting the game and even through the first mission, like defeating Wilson Fisk and everything, I got outside of the building where you are on top of the building, and I still had that bug, like maybe they showed too much before the game came out because they did show a lot of missions mm. like the in the reveal trailer the wilson uh, the fist tower thing and then the raft prison mission which was which still is the best mission for me in the game oh really and uh, i was thinking like they showed everything what else can we be surprised by and then we went to peter's shop and yeah dr fucking octopus <laughs> standing there with his silhouette yeah, I was, I was, my mind exploded. Holy yeah, shit, it's Doctor Octopus. They hate that. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And, yep. Yeah. And through the game, I thought, I maybe, I then I thought like, okay, Doctor Octopus is going to become villain. But then halfway through, Norman Osborn came in, and then I thought, no, maybe the Green Goblin is going to be the villain. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are saving Dr. Octopus for some time else. But it was just, they kept us on our toes even after showing us that much before the game came out. Yeah, and it's it's such a it's such a fantastic example of like Spider Man's so expansive and all of its villains. I think it probably has some of the most recognizable villains in anything, any any superhero lore. And it's just amazing that that they drop them because again, the the amazing thing about these characters are that 
a lot of Spider-Man's villains are also embedded in they have a real life and they have another side to them in which they are sometimes linked to Peter Parker. And it's cool that they linked Doc Ock with Peter Parker in that way in this game. That just is, is such a fantastic piece of storytelling because he is like your father. He is who you aspire to be. And he walks this such this fine line where they kind of, like you said, they do they keep you on your toes because they're a bit like, oof, like sometimes you come back and you leave that and you're a bit like, oh, um, like, is he going to turn? And then you're like, no, no, it seems like he's okay. And then they have these like really lovely moments like when he cuddles Peter and stuff like that they like really throw you off the scent. Yeah, it's... Yeah, the misdirection is uh, uh, done very well. Yeah. And and again, even, even with Norman Osborn, like, it... Yeah. I think him as a as a story plot point for me is possibly one of the most amazingly well told stories because it, it it he embodies the fact that Spider-Man wants to save him because he's good just because Spider-Man's a good guy. Yeah, I doesn't deserve uh kindness but Spider-Man is not the one to decide that. Exactly, that's who Spider-Man is though, isn't it at the end of the day? Yeah. He is just, uh, he, he can't. He always has to do what the right thing is, even if it's for the wrong person, which is which is excidentally told in the story. But um, I, I'm sure I'm not sure whether you got anything written down about that, Primark. So should we just dive into that? So, like, so Norman Osborn's like, he's excellently voice acted. He's so brilliantly told. Like, he's such a smug, horrible, cocky, like, just oh, he's just the worst, isn't he? But he's help. Like, uh, in since the first second that he's on screen, you just hate him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just gives that perfect, like, absolutely perfect, like, uneasy feel around him all the time. And you just don't, like, you know, you don't trust him. You know, obviously, because, you know, they, and, and they do this really well, where, like you're saying, with, with Dr. Octopus and with, and with the Green Goblin and stuff, they know very well the subject matter that they're playing with, Insomniac. Yeah. So they're like, look, we know the second you drop Norman Osborn in there, then people are like, oh, my God, is, it, is he going to turn into Green Goblin? Or how is he going to turn into Green Like, you know, because they, they flirt with people's, like, origin stories and stuff. And I think him particularly, like, the fact that he is really the reason that the, the whole situation happens because but also they 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 do such an amazing job of of somehow despite how horrible he is with the last scene just effortlessly making him so humanized as well yeah because the whole storyline with with the fact that obviously the reason that he's even looking into the into the different stuff to like the you know that what is the the thing called I forget what it's called yes that's it yeah yeah the, the, the even the reason he's looking into that like Oscorp are looking into it is because he's trying to cure he's trying to cure Harry of being Venom which is just oh such fantastic fantastic storytelling the scene is so perfect yep. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely brilliant because in in a moment it gives you context on the entire situation with norman osborn yeah with mj when you go into his apartment you mm -hmm. see his wife's uh wife's photographs and yeah. mj tells you that she was not in a good place and harry was not in a good place because of what was happening to his mother yeah and then you see that norman was just being broken down by all that yeah and and, it, and they also almost kind of like have that as like a red herring in a way for the fact that you think that perhaps he was trying to save her or whatever and actually it was it was harry in the end i guess um yeah. but but again it, it, it i forgot i did forget about when you when you go into there and you see all the stuff of that and and it just again just like they uh they do such a perfect job with all of their characters in in humanizing them and just making them so like instantly relatable and there's nothing better than than a a villain with genuine um motives to do what they're doing like oh man so so fantastic all of the storytelling in this game is is just utterly fantastic and i think it, for me it's it's right on par and i think it's like this the there's two spider-man stories that are my absolute favorite and that is this and miles morales uh the animated uh, the into the Spider Verse. That's it. Yeah. 
into the Spider-Verse, which also does the exact same job of making all of its characters really like relatable and human and, and all that kind of stuff, which is just, which is just perfect, you know? Um, but yes, Primark, please continue, please just spill it, spill it all out. I don't want to hijack this too much. (laughs) I, I, I don't have everything to talk about, so we'll talk about stuff that we both want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, just, I think that, just, like, I'll, I'll just stop off at Norman one more time because obviously he he's the main reason that the, the, the finale of it happens and everything, that you're trying to save him from Doc Ock in the end. And I think that that's just, it's such a perfect, like, just to stop off at that again about the fact that, like, Spider-Man is doing the right thing for the wrong person and still just stands by his morals, which is just crazy. So uh, It's... It's not his choice. He's just been taught to do the right thing by Uncle Ben and May. Uh, Aunt May mm. throughout the game is kind of this pillar of righteousness and yes. helping everyone. And yeah. that's just put instilled to Peter throughout the game when you go to visit Feast and you see everyone and you talk to all the people living there. You yeah. know that Peter is a good person. He's going to help everyone. As, mm. uh, to the best that he can. Yeah, even even, and I think that's the the thing that's so great about Spider Man, and gets him into a lot of trouble. Really, is that it's almost to his own detriment a lot of the time that he will always like go above and beyond, and he's quite like uh, always try to see the good in people and stuff. Um, with, with but like yeah, again, another thing that you've mentioned there, the feast stuff's great. Like all of the all of the contrast for me worked. I know a lot. I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it, and I listened to a lot of people's opinions, and a lot of people don't like the change of pace too much. But I feel like the way they told the story in like the Mary Jane bits and the Miles Morales bits and stuff were and and, and Peter Parker's bits where you just get to walk around the the um. I've, yeah, feast. That's it. The you get to go around that and stuff. Like it's just such a lovely change of pace, and it's so amazing to just see this side to Peter and this side to everything else, and see that he's like, you know, so well looked after by Aunt May and everything as well. Because it's just, <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, because it was it was just her for so long taking care of Peter, and now yep. he's trying to help her out by going to where she's working and helping out in a way he can. Yes, and and he's just like, I think Yuri as as Peter's voice is absolutely stellar as well. Like what a performance! He's so, he's so unbelievably perfect, and he plays the perfect older Spider Man. You know, he's been Spider Man for a while now. He's been doing this for some time, and you can almost like feel that in his performance. You can feel that like that frustration is is really building in him. It's not like... It, it's nice. It was really nice, I think, not to just play, like, an origin story because I, I, everything's an origin story, isn't it? Like, all of the movies end up having an origin story and all that kind of stuff, but he just is very much full-fledged, like, top-of-his-game Spider-Man, really, but at the same time, that's, that's like, a tough thing for him because, you know, it it's just difficult being Spider-Man because at the end of the day, as much as it's, you know, you're saving people's lives left, right, and centre, like, as, as told in that first scene... You, you, you can't pay the bills. He doesn't pay the bills. Like <laughs> he's, he's, he's cares about everyone and saving everyone else so much that he's sacrificing his own life and yes. his own relationships and uh, his livelihood for that. Mm-hmm. Which again is just another testament to to who he is as a person, Peter Parker, and 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 that really at the end of the day he is like he's the uh, like perfect example of good, and he's not like it, it's not like like Superman's very like I would say he's like a very good superhero. You know, he does like saves a lot of people's lives and stuff, but but. I just think that because he's so unbelievably powerful and almost godlike that there's that separation, you know, rather than Peter has that relatability where where he's like that scene that, I, that sticks out to me is when you're when he's looking for his his stuff after he gets kicked out because you have to like like and that's just just like just perfect piece of storytelling where it's like at the start you feel his panic like when you lose something yeah that fit in your heart. 
the fear of that you've lost that thing and you're desperately mm-hmm. trying to find it yeah you feel for peter a lot there yeah and that's and i think i'm just going to piggyback on that primark and, and just saying that that's something that this game does so excellently is makes you feel for peter you know it really makes you feel for him albeit his relationship or lack thereof with mary jane or or you know how he ends up acting towards miles when when he learns that he's he has the same as him and stuff like that and also his his desperation to want to continue to excel in his in his because he's extremely intelligent amazingly intelligent and and to excel in his career in in helping out octavius and, and everything he's doing but Oh man, it's just the, the whole thing. Like it's just every every single character in this game is rife with emotion. Like like Octavius and the fact that he was with Osborne and they broke up. Like that's such a fantastic, fantastic example of like reasoning and storytelling. And I think that's why like I put this game on the same level. And the more I think about it, the the, the I I almost like feel bad for for not mentioning it as much as i should that like its level of storytelling with characters is is almost as good as god of war where like it really is like everybody has depth and everybody has a reasoning like it's just oh man this fucking game this game like to accomplish that with the number of characters that are in the game yeah it's amazing It's yep. Great uh, thing therefore uh, accomplished. Yep, and and the the fact that they managed to do it with with Norman Osborn with um with Mister Negative as well, and and his reasoning behind it is so fantastic as well, and the fact that he was tested on and had that stuff, and it ended up killing his family and all that. It's just like everybody in the game is just so there's so much context to them. And there's so much that you learn about them that makes you just feel like there's there's barely a scenario apart from when you I think when the Sinister Six come along that you that you sort of stop and think, oh, these guys are just bad for being bad, you know. Which I guess I felt a little bit with Rhino. Best kind of uh, villains that yes, that they have some story to them. They are just not just born evil. Yes, exactly, and there's something that's almost broken them to make them go in that direction or make them go that way. Okay, so that's that's a little bit of the story stuff. I'm sure as we go through, we'll we'll, we'll continue to sort of spill out into the story stuff. Is there anything else you have written down, Brian Mark, that particularly you want to bring up? Yeah. Now, since we were talking about uh, villains, do you have any favorites? Obviously, I, I I would have to say the the um norman osborne's amazing because he he walks that line of being he is being a villain and you know he's a villain but he's that guy who's like you know in court getting off jack free walks out you know winks at you as he walks out because he's paid everyone in there to get himself out or something like that like that's the kind of villain he is so like he walks that line and again his his story arc and how much of a douche he is when he comes in and he's horrible to octavius and stuff and like oh and he like takes over octavius his little like um whatever it is, his little like workshop or whatever, and it's just like, oh my god. And of course, Octavia stands out to me. And I also like the fact that with Mr Mr. Negative, they they play the fact that he's a part of the homeless shelter and stuff as well. Um I think that's amazing. I think that's really well told. And I think they, they stand they tend to, I think they stand out a bit more in my mind, those guys. And I know that's like kind of like the, the classic trope of they're the the sort of main the main yeah, three. I just wish I had kind of had discovered that uh, the identity of Mr Negative in the game mm. as I played because maybe that would have had a bigger impact. What it you you think you think what if Peter had found out? No, uh because they showed who Mr Negative was in the reveal trailers. Oh, did they? Oh, see so yeah, I I didn't I didn't see that luckily. And mine they are not the main story villains but i like tombstone and taskmaster very much yeah tombstone's cool he's terrifying his intro i his intro scene i have it fully memorized i recited as i'm playing the game as as his scene comes along yeah and at the end of the tombstone little side story arc i like him and he stands out because he doesn't have hatred for spider-man or has like this i'm going to get revenge on you 
Yeah. He knows that Spider-Man is doing what he's got to do and he's doing, uh, Tombstone is doing what he has and he respects Spider-Man for doing that. Mm. He's just going to go his own way. I, yeah. I really like that. And Taskmaster, he's just so cool. His yeah. voice and everything and the his whole suit and whole persona, he's just uh, very calm and in control. Yes. And I really like that. Yeah, and, and it's cool that he is so... Um, like he is so like psychedelic or whatever. He's so like um, it's like almost like men. It's like mental warfare, isn't it? And it's cool. I like that. I like the fact that obviously he, you you know you've got so many villains like Rhino, for example, that can just smash through a building, and you know you know he's going to be a problem. But like you, you know, I like that kind of like trying to mess with Spider Man because like Peter Parker's like insurmountably intelligent. So like it, it's this him playing into that is cool um is, is that the only your main ones uh my main ones uh it has to be dr octopus mm-hmm. because because of just one scene at the end when he's laying there when oh my god the chip and he's just paralyzed he tries to fake peter to mm-hmm. try to get him to help him yeah and that that just i it is heartbreaking, but I love that scene so much because that it showed uh, that Otto, the kind-hearted scientist, he's yep. just gone. And mm-hmm. now what remains is the shell of what has happened to him, what Norman Osborn had done to him. And the good person that was there is just... has fell off the cliff at that moment yes and i love that so much and he's he's fully he's fully consumed by his you know as like i think one of the one of the best villains of all time is darth vader because you know he's his origin story is is one of those things that he like you know, he's consumed by the dark side and all that like that's almost the kind of way that that octavius goes down because he does lose sense of himself and i love the fact i do love that scene that you're on about where he he goads peter in again like what i was saying earlier on like peter is just he likes to see the good in people and he tries to see the good in people peter, he was so invested he was considering in a cutscene with mj talking with her he was considering making working with dr octavius more of a priority than being spider-man yes and that is how much he cared about what they were doing to yeah and that, and in that last scene, like again, Yuri's um, performance as Spider Man is just absolutely brilliant. He he gives off that emotion of this. I am I am fighting my idol. I'm fighting because he doesn't he he screams something at him, doesn't he? Like you are my everything, or like something like that, wasn't it? Or like you you are my idol, or something like that. Oh man, it's so so perfectly done. Breaking his voice in that moment is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it, you can you can just tell how much it's hurting him. That I think at the end of the day, what what makes it particularly complex is it's not one of those things that they they bring you into the storyline thinking, oh, um, I I know I I know as the as the player that that that's why Octavius is the way he is, and it's the fact that Peter knows it. It's the fact that Peter himself knows why he's so upset and why he's so angry and how much of a horrible person Osborne is and what he's done to him and what he's taken from him because you know he's in the trenches with him isn't he effectively he's like you know still trying to do these things and still trying to get all this like scientific work done even though you know they have no they don't have any budget and they play that all out excellently where he's like you know when he has that whole scene where he tells Peter about like might not be able to afford it or whatever anymore <laughs> called in every favor like one last ditch effort yeah it has to work it can't go wrong and yeah it filled you with that hope for a second like yes maybe maybe we can do this maybe it yeah. will end up working out and that makes the end that much more sad yes yeah and, and that's it that it is just ultimately sad and there's a lot about particularly the ending with um Aunt May that I was going to talk to you about as well 
uh, Primark, which which I'm not sure whether you want to. We'll stick to the storyline bit for now. I think this is this is uh, this has taught me a lesson a little bit that I think if I'm going to do this going forward, I'm, I'm going to try and um, try and do it where I'll, I'll go through the story first and then go to gameplay or something like that and have a bit more structure to it because it's, it's hard when you're kind of going out with scattergun and it kind of worked for destiny last week but it's, it's a little bit harder this time because i'm a bit like oh should i talk about gameplay and also do this not that um you know here we are listeners this is me just off the cuff right now just you know edit editor editorializing as we go but um yeah uh uh, we'll just stick to the story for now, Primark, and then we'll go on to gameplay and stuff and, and sort of round off of that because I, I can't I cannot finish this podcast without telling everybody what I think about how great the gameplay is, and I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to say the same thing, Primark. But the ending, I there was something that I remember thinking to myself at one point which really gave a lot of gravitas to an, an ending that was already so emotional. The, I was playing The Last of Us 2, and... When, again, if there's anybody listening who, has, who hasn't played The Last of Us 2, just, or at least The Last of Us 1, then I'm about to, to ruin a, a small part of that. So either, again, pause the podcast or skip on about a, a minute or so, because please don't, don't, don't ruin The Last of Us for yourselves. Yeah, 100%. The, the, I, I will allude to it, but when Joel makes the decision he's, he makes, it is for himself. Uh, despite the world correct and and what what peter does he is the anti-joel where he makes a decision to lose that super important person for the sake of everyone else and i just loved that comparison in my mind where i was like oh my god like it, it it's like he's faced with almost the exact same thing isn't he and and he decides despite everything and how hard how unbelievably hard it is to to have to make a decision about something like that kind of the contrast between the peter and joel comparison that is like you would like to think that if you were in that situation that that you will take uh, you will take the path that peter did that you will make the choice that Peter had made mm-hmm. sacrifice the thing you loved for the greater good. Yeah. But maybe you know a little bit in your heart that maybe you will act more like Joel. Oh, 100%. Be more selfish. 100%. Because that's more human and that is what is expected. Yes. And that's where, that's where uh, you know, Joel's so relatable because he is so unbelievably human. And even though he is in so many ways the bad guy. But... Peter, it that's where he transcends being just a you you know like although he's so relatable in so many times, so like that decision there is what separates him is the fact that he is willing to you know despite his career, despite his relationships, despite everything, to be doing what is best for everyone else, and not himself, and that that is the the ultimate heroic decision to make, and also narratively by insomniac such a ballsy ballsy decision to be like oh i'll tell you what we're gonna do you know we're gonna kill aunt may and it's like that is absolutely mad you just expect her she's aunt may she's she's immortal she'll always be here mm-hmm. then she's not yeah <laughs> yeah and and it's and it's like it it is that bittersweet she knows that Peter's going to make the right decision. And again, just hats off, you know, round of applause for for the performances here because it's just frog in your throat. You like, you're, or you're, if you're not crying, you're crying inside, you know, and... She says, I want to see my nephew. And then you're just like, of course she knows. Mm-hmm. Of course she knows that her nephew has, is Spider-Man and has been for so long. She, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could cannot hide it from her. No. And no. The whole emotion of like, she knows, but now she's, <laughs> she's not going to be here anymore. It's, yeah, it's a... Ugh. So much weight. There's so much emotional weight in this game that 
like each pit stop you take each character you go to like is is embroiled in emotion within themselves but particularly for peter particularly the the full arc of going through what he has to go through not just only in trying to be peter parker alongside and battling with his career and battling with all these things but then having to to sort of make the ultimate sacrifice to lose someone who who he loves so much and i think that like just just for me and this is why i wanted to make this podcast why i wanted to do this podcast because like speaking about these moments is is what separates um gaming from everything else anything else from me you know and and i I just think that it's just because there's the relatability of the fact that you have been through those things that separates it like when i've watched the end of a spider-man movie i've always been like oh my god this is intense but when you're the person that's on top when you're the person that that defeats doc arc and you're the person that's done all this i felt like i was stood with him when when that stuff was happening with Aunt May, you know? Which I think is why, for me, video games are so special because they allow you to walk a mile in the shoes of the character, literally. And uh, that makes a, a, a distinct attachment, you know? Like, when someone goes to hit you, you're like, oh, get out of my way, you know? Like, so there, there is that fluence, fluency between you and the character. Crazy. So good. Uh, well, firstly, I came to video games because I was looking for something that... I had found, but I was looking for the same thing somewhere else, and it's just a different form of mm-hmm. emotion and stories that you experience. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievably good. Is there anything else story-wise then, Prime Mark? You've got written down. You particularly want to go through a bit of the side missions that I yeah, yeah. to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think uh, another underrated and still beautiful aspect of the game is that you're pretty much New York City customer service. You, <laughs> people call you and you go help, which is, yeah. that's the definition of the character. You're, you're the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. You take mission from everyday people uh, going around in the city, not like super secret mission. You yeah. Missions from a bird watcher, a restaurant owner, a tech support person, a college student. Yes. You, so much like a part of the city like when you're growing up you're in your surrounding area you know everyone you know what what they do you know someone in the shop or friends or people everywhere Mm -hmm. that's the feeling it gives you like these are my people and i know them i'm helping them it's a familiarity feeling yeah, it's like interpersonal isn't it it's like you know everybody and 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 like it's it, again it's all just incredibly relatable and the fact that like it, it, there's so much going on in the main story but that like spider-man is totally 110 percent that guy who is you know delivering a pizza but sees an old lady crossing the road and the pizza's getting cold but he just has to help her across the road and then as he's walking down the road he sees like a homeless guy and gives him a bit of pizza and like you know he's just a real genuinely lovely person and that is so well told in those little stories. And like, he's like ultimately hilarious and, and just like, there's so much that's great about him. But that particularly Primark is something that I didn't even think about. Like, are you, you because it's it the, the main story has so much gravitas and it's so intense and stuff that you're right. Like that, that is such a perfect point to bring up that that it is the day to day, it's the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, those little missions you're doing. Because like when you said about the the pigeons and stuff, I was like, oh my god, yeah, I totally remember doing that. And it's just like, and and it's weird because that's so excellently told. Because I guess the reason I didn't think of him is because it almost just feels like that day to day, doesn't it? Of just like, oh yeah, I'm Spider Man, and of course I. Part of your daily routine, <laughs> you know, you get up, you brush your teeth, you get some food something it's just regular yeah yeah literally everyday spider-man in like you know (laughs) oh man that's such a good point bro i love that i love that excellent (laughs) that's all of my uh points that i've uh, have written down yeah yeah of course i I mean there's a a few things i want to bring into just into the fold before we before we wrap things up but um for sure like that's that was a really excellent point that last one that you made there prime mark i really like that 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 it's New York is so familiar as well 
just to the fact that it's in it's in so many movies and it's in so many things and and one thing that i have to bring up is just like environmentally this game is just it's just so perfect it's so like it like when you're breezing through and you're doing all this stupidly cool movement of just like and and when you start the game you're a bit like sort of like oh you know you can swing from here to there and you do this and by the time that you're like sort of probably about 15 hours in you're like you know flipping between things and like you know you can get that like it's got a great momentum mechanic in which you sort of like swing between areas and it almost like you build momentum and speed and you can really cover distances really fast and it really like oh man it's so good it's so unbelievably good this video game i love that part of the game because that's something of a speed freak i mm. like uh, racing and everything and all that so yep. trying to build up speed trying to find the fastest path to where you go yeah that i love the part of that part of it. and i love the fact that it's got this thing where you press l1 and r1 isn't it and you like do this kind of like he pulls you towards something then like vaults off it in a way yeah and, and it's so cool when you see those little points and you're almost like plotting ahead and it and again like it just makes you feel like spider-man like that's all the things he would do he would like totally he'd totally look at that chimney wouldn't be wouldn't he like and be like oh yeah of course i'm just gonna fling myself off that you know yeah, to go through the water tower use something to jump off a uh, jump off of yes get to where you're going as fast as possible yep and and i like that so the environment is something i just want to bring up i love the fact that there's like it really feels like New York. Obviously, it's like almost near enough a carbon copy of New York. Like, I think it like they generally did do so well in doing that. But like, just going to the different buildings and stuff, seeing the Avengers Tower and seeing like the the um oh gosh the um Empire State Building that like you know we're going up on top of that and sitting there as Spider Man and you know taking uh, probably way too many screenshots that like it's just it's so so beautiful and and like it's it's got a really lovely engine and like the way that when you're swinging through and it's like it's it the sun's breaking through the clouds almost and it's like oh man what a game what an unbelievable unbelievably beautiful game as well um just like i i think that i can't wait for the next one i can't wait to see what they do with it like with like you, you know getting ray tracing on it and stuff on the playstation 5 would just be oh, the remaster was it was phenomenal oh really yeah so obviously you've played on the ps5 i can't wait to do that um, there's still a bit of familiarity to it but it's it feels like a whole new experience yep and i think that one of the things that, and I think it's 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 hard to have a conversation about this game without mentioning Arkham Knight or Arkham Asylum or whatever you want to say the Arkham games. Those games are kind of they started those. Yes, yes. This is this is in so many ways a Spider Man uh, evolution of what those games what those games were, and the, and the, this game certainly wouldn't exist without those games. That's for sure. But the combination combat and stuff, like it's it in it. And that that's what I was going to sort of like feed into is was the fact that the one thing that the Arkham games does really really well is it makes you feel fucking badass all the time. Like whether it's just knocking some big goon into next week or whatever, or like dropping down and picking them up and breaking every person's yeah. bone. You're giving people yeah. concussions and beating them on the ground. <laughs> yeah. The the that like for me is just like it that it does such a great job of like making you feel like you're a big sturdy lump of a of a you know gotham city assassin that is that is batman and that they do the exact same so well with the combat in this where you know they use the different stuff we can pull the stick in a different direction and keep your combinations going and there's so many different things you can do in regards to like gadgets and yep tying people up and like you can get all your different gadgets on the go which are very similar to arkham asylum in that way and like you know you can like shoot you like there's like so much cool stuff like the first time that that you do stuff like you you shoot your web into some guy pull him towards you and just boot him right in the face it's just like oh like the uh the fist construction sites or the uh parts in the game where you fight a lot of enemies mm -hmm. uh, the switching between gadgets like web shooter uh, tra uh trip mine web blast gravity well it's it's so cool it makes you feel like a child like there's so much to play with i'm having so yeah. much fun 100 it's like it's like that advert you see as a kid or or that that you know that toy that comes with all the different gadgets that you're like oh this is like you know i've got all of spider-man's gadgets on this and and it, and it literally like you get to 
live and that's the thing again that i just think it's just so fucking magical about video games is that you get to live and do those things yourself you get to make the decision like in the movies you go oh cool he's about to use this in this you can you can choose whether you want to go stealthy spider-man and you know like airlift people with web up into the sky and keep them like keep it all quiet like you know or you can go around and just be a badass and jump down and be like right guys i'm here like let's go you know and, and just you you are your own spider-man in so many ways and especially in the engagements and stuff but like other things that are procking up in my mind as I go, Primark, I'm sure you'll definitely feel the same about this, is um, that there's particular scenes in regards to, like, how you deal... Like, they do little, like, things with, like, when you stop a car and stuff like that. Like, it's... Like, even though it's the same animation... And you like, you know, you get in, like you, you, you like get in front of the car and you got like tap square and then like you're just so strong as Spider-Man. You can actually stop the car with your own momentum and then lift it up and throw it on the floor. And then like, the you know, the guys will like crawl out the car and be like, oh, and they'll fight you in the street and stuff that like all of the animation and everything just makes you feel so just badass the entire time there isn't a moment that you don't that like for me anyway when i was playing it which is a huge testament to the game where i was like oof i don't quite feel like spider-man here yeah there's yeah it's the immersion is always maintained mm-hmm. i saw a video about the developers talking about designing the city and there was a dilemma about fire escapes like it's hard to program fire escapes so an option was uh, maybe no fire escapes but yep. it is new york city there are fire escapes mm-hmm. you see it in every product of that has new york city in it so yep. they had to work especially hard to make it make spider-man's movements seem natural with the city's infrastructure that first time that you go through a fire escape and you like scoot through it the way that he does oh so cool <laughs> Yeah, and that, that, another one. Yeah, just the whole the swinging, the fighting, the 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 mechanics of the game are just really, really just effortlessly satisfying. And it's it's like you know you you never really get bored of of you know like hitting a perfect shot of something or just doing something like that's repetitive but just feels so like naturally cool and like you know that time you put them all down and it's and it's and it's very like i love the fact they they buy into the whole like as opposed to like what you're saying about batman where like you literally would like snap the guy's spine but like spider-man's very like everything he does you can tell he's just like trying to knock him out and like because that's one of the things that's funny about batman isn't it that that before i digress too much that you know like when you jump on a guy and like snap his back and then like you could put a little like literally breaking every bone in yeah and then then you put a little thing on it just says like unconscious and i'm like what i just done to him that guy is not unconscious <laughs> but at least in spider-man like when every every interaction you have with anybody you don't feel like you're killing them you know it, it genuinely feels like you're like oh okay i'm spider-man and i'm looking after these guys really you know and it's that like oh man like when you say about those fist towers and stuff or when you go into a scenario there's something so cool that like breeds into everything you've ever experienced because i've like i've never really been like a massive massive superhero fan i was always more into like uh, sci-fi and stuff like that like and and like more like i'd be way more into like lord of the rings and star wars and i would have been into marvel for example but i've always just had an affinity and a love for spider-man i think like it was that like humanity thing it's the fact that he's he's a part of you know he's he's so similar like when i was a kid at school i remember literally like i used to go and sit on swings and pretend i was actually like swinging a spider-man i was living this life you know um but i I had a point there that's now gone but you know that's that so is uh my my clatter brain right now going through all these all these amazing experiences of spider-man um but yeah this this game is just it it really is like possibly it's definitely in the top to my probably my top 10 games all time and it's like oh man it, it like and i know there's 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 stuff that they'll probably improve on but like everything even down to like jameson's podcast and stuff that you're listening to as you go around oh it's yeah. so good it's, i i've died laughing um uh, listening to that yeah I, there's a podcast about uh rhino and uh, <laughs> he says the report like there was a attempted escape and then the prison said that he has been moved to a more secure area and uh, Jameson brings up the point like this is a supermax prison where the worst criminals go 
if there was a secure more secure area why wasn't he in it <laughs> so, i i just die laughing oh he's so funny and he and he's like really perfectly like just like he, he walks that line of like always criminalizing spider-man always like oh you know the the world would be a better place without spider-man all that kind of stuff but and the fact that he is on a podcast and just before we carry on the thing i was that i lost myself with a second ago is it's particularly cool when you like you deal with a load of enemies and you leave them all webbed up and like swing off for the police you know like you almost leave it like haha like and it really makes you feel like spider-man that's where i was i, I anyway back to where i was now it, it's it's like it's so cool that they modernize this game in such a way that where like you know like J. Jonah Jameson obviously isn't like running a newspaper because newspapers are very yeah classic journalist yes you wouldn't think like he's not going to make a podcast but what an idea what an idea to make it to make it modernized and like another thing that they do really well is they they do a lot of texting in it which is great like because of course spider-man would have a phone and of course that's how you get hold of people and stuff and i remember particularly there was just this moment that i can't exactly remember the conversation because it must have been three four years now since i've played it but um like there was a conversation where you're up high somewhere and like spider-man's like either hanging upside down or whatever he's doing and he's like having a yeah and he's having the conversation with mj and you feel that like you feel that resonates again on a different level of being like i've had those conversations with girls where i've been like oh my god or you know whatever i've just had like conversations with my friends even where i've like you know they're like you know you're trying to talk to them and it's all broken because your message and stuff and it's just like oh it's so good yeah so so good yeah it's so relatable Mm-hmm. yeah entirely entirely um i think that there's other moments to stand out for me that I could, I could just go through it all like i love scorpion's bit where he he whacks you out and you're like go swinging through all that like crazy green water yeah that's that's super cool um i i like all the individual sinister six fights they're all amazing and i love like because yeah to the rhino and scorpion i that was just so funny to like you're there trying to fight these two super villains and they're just fighting against each other <laughs> i love that yeah and and i love the fact that like spider-man is so like as opposed to peter parker has so much heart and he's so like you know he's so wholesome and everything like spider-man's like constant quipping and you know yeah. taking the piss out of his out of his opponents all the time and all this kind of stuff like they just they played that perfectly and they didn't overdo it they didn't like do it so like he was like making it like cracking real bad jokes the entire time it was yeah. just like that that nice level of everything and there was nothing that i thought was overkill at any point there was never a point where i was like oh i'm bored of this and i know that a lot of people um struggled with the mary jane bits and that's something that perhaps if i went back i'd be a bit like oh but especially the first playthrough that's really good the first playthrough it was fine but uh, in the second playthrough you notice her her attitude a bit more and it makes more of an impact the more you play yeah and in interacting in the world like they do i just have to stop off again another amazing character amazingly well told is miles morales and miles morales is obviously we'll break down and do miles morales as a separate podcast primark but the the fact that in this game you end up changing it up and it changes the pace and you're suddenly this weak feeble like kid basically where like you know he can't he can't interact with the world in the same way as spider-man can and, and suddenly you are restricted in this way and i think that also helps to like again like bring back to earth like just how amazing spider-man is and just how like brilliant like you know that freedom is to be able to just do whatever you want and, sh- and sort of like shows that there really is a difference between spider-man and everyone else you know yeah it was like this this comparison with uh I re- uh, remember it from Superman. Like, there's this god that is in your world. Hmm. Where are you compared to him? Yep. Like, what is your place in the world compared to this god who is living there? Yep. And and he ends up playing such a perfect part into it as well. And it's just like, 
it's so amazing. And obviously, he ends up getting bitten by the spider and, and ends up being able to be related, relatable with Spider-Man and stuff, which is amazing. And I can't wait to find out myself because I've refused to buy it on PlayStation 4. I want to wait till I have my PlayStation 5 to be able to play through the whole thing. Um, I'll play through the remastered and then into Miles Morales, and I just can't wait for all of that. But... I just think that you know the way it's told and like his dad dying and all that kind of stuff. It's just oh, it, again another um, amazing and deep story told about this kid that genuinely helps almost as much as Spider Man helps just by being a good person. Oh, so good. But yes, I I, I that I could probably talk about this game for about three hours if I just sat and just kept thinking about things because like. Again, the the oh, you, you remember so many things that that made an impact on you about this game. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like there's there's just if even just like tiny little things like just going and finding all of the it's got the best collectibles in a game I've ever seen. So like it it going round and finding these backpacks and each individual item it gives you another level of relatability to to peter where like you find like yours and um and mary jane's first ever like bill at the at the thing and, and, and like every time he finds it he says something like oh man that was a lot of money like and i had no money or something that part of him having no money and mm. him having what about a uh, hundred backpacks stuck throughout this <laughs> Spider-Man definitely, definitely could steal a backpack though, couldn't he? You know, yeah. <laughs> he just swings by someone's someone's house and just r- robs one on the way, like you know. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up for now, Primark, um, because, um, yeah, I, I don't want to just be too scattergun with it, you know, because I'm sure I could probably sit here and think of a lot of things. Like I like, I do another one that came to mind is I like, um there's there's just things there's there's so much and if you if you haven't played this game and you've listened through then i'm sorry about the spoilers but please go ahead and play it because it wouldn't take away anything yeah yeah i hope i hope no one has and yeah and and i and i think that anybody who has played it like like just please if there's any feedback you can give or if you ever want to have a conversation then please send primark a message or send me a message because we could talk about it for hours and hours on end and um it's been amazing having you on, Primark. I look forward to having you on again for lots of other games. I think you've been absolutely excellent on the podcast as well, mate. Um, Thank you. We've brought some really, really good points. Um, I have gone off on one quite a lot this podcast, but I do have a particular affinity and I do feel a lot of emotion towards this game. So I'm sorry if I hijacked you a bit at times there, Primark. But um, <laughs> but yes. Both love the game and we both love talking about it. Yeah, so 100%. I love talking about it and I love he- hearing you talk about it yeah your experience yeah for sure and and like just to, to round it off for me there has never been a game in which i i just think the general feel like just the moving around the city everything that every time i booted that game up like obviously you've got other epics like last of us and red dead and stuff that at times can be can be really somber and can be like quite hard at times to play like emotionally and stuff like although this game has a lot of weight it is just like pure ultimate fun it's just like every time i I boot up i just like swinging through the city and i know like just as i speak now like I, I just can just imagine in turning a corner and just flipping off a lamppost and then like, you know, a police call coming in and all this kind of stuff. And oh, what a game. What an unbelievable masterpiece of video games that I think will stand the test of time forever. And I hope that the the latter games I do the same. Uh, had any other game, I've got one, uh, one or two other games that I've got as memorized as this one for a yeah. path for every playthrough. And mm-hmm. it was specific list of things i like to do in order while i'm playing through and it's very uh it's very detailed for me but people would find it uh i can't really think of the word right now but Mm. i find it detailed other people might find it annoying or something yeah yeah. uh, i've got this certain way i like to do things in the game a a Mm. bit ost uh ocd sorry yeah yeah like, I like these things in a certain order, and I it makes me enjoy the game more. Like yeah, that's cool. Taking a, some activities in a list. Uh, yep, and I th- and I think at, at the end of the day is 
as fun as it is, it's also so, so emotional and it's such a great story and it's just such just, ugh, it's just fun. And I think if there was anyone that I was going to suggest who was like, oh, you know, I've never really had a PlayStation before and I want to check out a game, like this would be right up there. Like as I like as much as I'd like to like sit, like throw them in the deep end and be like, last of us, last of us, last of us. But yeah, like it, it is actually probably a better entry point to, to, to the PlayStations because although it is almost as heftily emotional as Last of Us at times, it's it's just so much fun to play. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But Primark, I'll do the same things I've done with um with Tulok, and that is that I'll try and summarize the game or the way that the game made you feel in three words. So um I shall also think about what I think the um. The words would be for me, and mine has to be, fun has to be in there, feeling, and whether that that you know you can look into that as that's how it, feeling like Spider Man or feeling emotions and stuff like that. Fun, feeling, and I'm gonna go with beauty, because I think it really is a particularly good looking game. I would go with the uh, freedom mm. and. Uh... I'll go with mastering because I have, uh, I've played it so much that I've mastered this game like few others. Yeah. And then it's hard. The third one. What emotions do they make you feel? Relatable. Yes. Yeah. Nice, Primark. I like that. It is so unbelievably relatable. <laughs> in some way, somehow, you come out of that feeling like you know you can you can really relate with someone that can. Yeah. Um, you know, literally shoot webs in the sky and, and fly around and can stop a car with their bare hands, but you know. <laughs> Create accomplishment. Yes, yeah, 100%. Um, but uh, again, if there's anybody listening at any point, albeit in the future or anything else, who is with anything to do with this game at any stage, uh, anyone from Insomniac or anything, and even if not, I'm just sending out those vibes that thank you for making such an absolutely fantastic game, and I cannot wait to see what you have next and to be able to play Miles Morales for myself when I finally, finally get to PlayStation 5. But yes, thank you so much for coming along, Primark. It's been an absolute joy, mate, and I can't wait to have you on for all the other games that you're probably going to end up jumping on with me to do. But thanks for coming on, mate. And again, everybody who's got through this podcast and has played Spider-Man, you're in the cool club because Spider-Man's like, you know, just one of those games where it's like, you know, you play Spider-Man, yeah, then you're cool. So uh, yeah, um, thank you everybody for listening. And um, I shall be back with another guest at some stage on Gamers of the Lost Ark. But thank you very much, Primark. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you again for listening to another Pixie Gaming podcast, uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today. We are Pixie Podcast on Twitter, Pixie Podcast on Instagram, Pixie Gaming Podcast on Facebook, and Pixie Gaming Podcast on YouTube. And our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. You're all a bunch of legends. And uh, here's a little outro music. So enjoy.